0: You are listening to something rather than nothing. Creator and host, Ken Valente. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Oh,
1: that's amazing. I know. The technology is just... Uh, We're living in the future, Ken. We're living in the future. We're living in the future right now. It's it's happening
0: right now. Uh... Um, Okay, great. Let's... uh... Let's 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 do this, man. Yeah. This is Ken Volante with something rather than nothing, and I'm pleased to have Matt Hall uh, as a guest. Uh, Matt Hall is an artist uh, in Portland. I was drawn in by his uh, uh, images, uh, his uh, installations, uh, which uh, uh, use bones and uh, in, in other material in order to create his uh, unique installations. Matt Hall. Welcome to something rather than nothing.
1: Thanks for having me, Ken.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, obviously, uh, we'll get more into your art and and uh, about you know uh, what you're doing with it and and what it is uh, for the listeners. But prior to getting into that, um, I know uh, from from your bio and you grew up you grew up in uh, uh, Southern Oregon. Uh, but the main question related to you know when you were younger is. When you were born, when you were younger,
1: were you were already an artist? I, you know, I don't, I don't really think so. I think if an artist is someone who is a participant in making art, then I don't think anyone can be born an artist. I think it's it's an You know, to be an artist is to participate in an activity. So you have to make art to be an artist. I think I was definitely born with a need for maybe um, an interior space. Um, I have a lot of siblings. I grew up in a really small house. There wasn't any privacy. And I think I crave that kind of aloneness that can come with making things. You know, I crave that ability to be private in a way. Um, to sort of carve out that space and that interior space is something that I always wanted and always needed so I think I was born with that propensity but not necessarily I don't think I don't really think anyone is born an artist per se I think being an artist is is about doing the work it's about putting the work and making art that's you know it's a lot of work to be an artist it's a lot of effort it's a lot of activity that is not always fun and it's a lot of um, grinding out the days—that it's hard when you don't have inspiration or you don't have ideas or you don't have materials or whatever—and that to me defines an artist more than just saying you're an artist. I think you really have to do the action of making art.
0: Yeah, I wanted to jump in on that too when you're saying about the the the, the labor and the process. So one of the things I noticed yeah, yeah. Uh, in how you talked about on um, what i've read um you know with an interview with you is that uh there's 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 a lot of labor and there's a lot of days and i noticed the word nothing whereas like nothing seems to 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 be happening and in that space there matt when you're when you're creating uh your art and um it feels uh laborious and it feels like this thing isn't what's occurring with this uh, sure, days sure. of doing that. Um how do you maintain your, your 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 practice in your vision of knowing where you're going for if we have that period where it's like this thing isn't changing. It isn't doing what I want. What what happens for you during that process?
1: I think a lot of doubt. I think a lot of fear that it's going to fail. Um but also a lot of commitment to allowing it to happen. I think, you know, um I tried to Sort of interject a certain amount of um, process oriented failure that can happen in the work so that throughout that waiting time and throughout that building up period, there can be a lot of change. I don't, I set an idea, I say, This is what I want to make. And then I'm willing to change it as I go through to allow for new ideas to come in. So throughout the process, you know, there is a lot of boredom. There is a lot of time when the work is just extremely tedious. But also that tedium is sort of a, med, you know, uh, a space of meditation, a space of yeah. calm, because you're just doing these repetitive process over and over and over again. And in that, you can kind of consider the entire framework of what you're working on and the entire concept of what you're working on and maybe new ideas or a new process come through that and i leave room for that um discovery and you know to and that's a lot of excitement there is that there is discovery in that sort of boredom um mm-hmm. space
0: yeah so and, and, and let's get in specifically for the listeners you yeah, are yeah. and it's, it's always it's always a little bit difficult to sometimes i jump in and try to like hey let me describe matt's art and sure. to, but but one, one entry point I, I wanted to to mention in the show recently I've had um um there's the some guests and talking about um uh, uh death I mean mm-hmm. we had spirits and ghosts and kind of these uh, signals of life kind of like uh that around us and when I've talked to these guests we kind of drove right into you know affirmation of life, a uh, recognition or reflection of death. And your works have a, a, a skeleton uh mm-hmm. in and and in and as an installation of bones, you know, death is in front of you, or at least the physical what's left after <laughs> life has sure, gone. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And so you're going into that territory where other people I mean we all have a little bit of a freak out as we look at this and we get we get into that. Um When you're creating, uh, your installation, what is, what is your intent? Are you, are you trying to engage the viewer uh, with, um, with death, mortality, or you're just kind of leaving that these
1: installations to stand on their own in their physicality? You know, I don't think I'm necessarily trying to talk about death per se, um, I think I am often talking about loss and I am often talking about um, sort of repair and rejuvenation, but the, the macabre or the morbid side of it that you might immediately get from just seeing the pieces, from seeing a skeleton, let's say, isn't really on the forefront of my mind um the, the the use of the animals is really about that the narrative makes sense to me as far as how i relate to the world yeah. um you know if if like when i was growing up for instance i i was i was never exposed to art fine art um i never went to art museums i never you know saw beautiful paintings or whatever. And so whereas someone who, let's say you grow up in New York and you go to the Met and you can see, uh, you know, uh, Rothko, let's say, you, you might see that in person. You might say, you might look at that and say, this painting is sort of a map forward for me. This just sort of shows me how I can explain my life, right? And then you might sort of decide, well, I'm going to paint these big paintings and that's the way I'm going to tell my story. And for me, I never had that specific um, fine art visual to, to get. So growing up on a farm, we saw things die all the time. We saw, you know, we saw like a pig get butchered or we would, you know, maybe a sheep would die in the field or something. And that sort of visceral quality, that, that physicality of the body was very much part of my life. And in a way, that becomes sort of my, like, I can look at that and say, oh, that's a map to explain my life. That's a way to go forward, you know. So the using of the animals isn't really talking about death. It's just the narrative makes sense. The dead animals or the corpses or the rebuilding of it makes sense within the way that I see my story and how to explain what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um, Thanks so much for that. I know you've um, one of the galleries I really enjoy in Portland is Antler gallery. Yeah. And and I know you've uh, you had um, an exhibition there. I'm just giving a shout out to uh, Antler because um, I see a lot of the artists, including yourself who, who come through doing some amazing work and it's, yeah, feels like a unique place in in Portland, uh, uh, you know, to find it. Um, Matt, I want to, you know, we're talking about your art, but, you know, I always throw a little curveball or two to move back to the conceptual and make sure we got our, our, uh, what we're talking about uh, down. Uh, Matt Hall, what is
1: art? I think, you know, in my mind, art is sort of this acknowledgement that, our experiences as as humans the experience of being a human is so is so vast and so nuanced and so complicated that we kind of need other ways to explain it in a sense to talk about it and the way to do it is sort of to sort of show the edges of it in a way, like we're sort of mapping out the peripheries of, of what we're seeing so that we can get a better sense of what it's like to be human, you know? And, and um, I, I always think about it in that periphery sense where like, if you see something out of the periphery of your vision, let's say, but you look straight at it, you lose, you lose what it was, you know, there's like a, a shadow there. Yeah. Um, and so much of life is like that where, we can't look directly at it. We have to sort of talk about it in these um, sidestepped ways, so that we can understand it from the outside. And I think art is sort of an effort to do that—an effort to sort of build, you know, the contours of of this greater experience that we're having that we don't know how to explain it. So we, we, you know, maybe we write songs about things, or we write a book about things or we paint a picture about things these feelings and these these sensations that we don't know how to speak it we don't know how to say it to other people so we have to make these you know s- methods that we can explain it all um, yeah so i, I think I, art I, is
0: that yeah. I, i'm sorry to jump in there matt no i've got I, I heard that because a, a big theme Uh, that comes up is like the ineffable, that which can't be said, you know? And I think, honestly, I mean, one of the reasons I love the question, what is art uh, so much? Because it seems to be a question on some of the experience of when, when you see Guernica by Picasso, if you see it in person and the, the scope of it and the mortality and war and guerra and death, you know, you lose your breath. You can't speak. There's something uh, in the experience of art sometimes that seems to be the ineffable um, that, that we can't say. And the, the question about what is art is like, I, I like what you're saying. We're trying to get at it. You are trying yeah. to ease into it and saying, these are the contours of it. And um, Yeah.
1: And like what you're saying, like with Gerica, like you, like when Picasso paints this, he's saying something so much bigger than this painting. You know, it's this huge painting about this amazing part of history but it's also about human beings and it's also about you know the story that he felt in his life and he's 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 telling a bigger story than even he's telling a story to the future he's telling a story to the past he's telling the story in his present it's and that's kind of you know the magic of art is that it it doesn't it can move in that space it doesn't have to be right where it stands at any given moment you yeah. know, Guernica is just as powerful today as it was, was when he painted it.
0: Right. You and know, it sure is. And it's like one of those great questions of art, how do you do that? Right. And yeah. It's, 200 years. It might be the same thing. Right. So exactly.
1: So. Exactly. Well,
0: 200 years is a very optimistic number right now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah, if we're still around 200 years. Then we, we're doing okay. <laughs> we'll
0: leave aside that. Just yeah. So, uh,
1: uh,
0: just, just, uh, just for the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, I have looked at your, uh, uh, drawings um, sure. that I've seen and, I, and I've also looked at those in, in conjunction with um, your installations and uh, I just want to tell you just kind of introduce it um, I I love looking at them and I, I don't know for you as the artist whether you have uh-huh. any intent to kind of pull them in in conjunction but the juxtaposition of like those drawings I could see what I would call like the unformed or the looser. And it's such a different way of looking, I think at what you were doing versus uh, the, the installation sure. itself. Can you, can you just talk? I don't want that to be missed. Cause I, I, I didn't, hadn't seen them. And then I got really into your drawings. Yeah. What's, what's the interplay there? Or do you mean a deliberate interplay with drawing
1: and what you're trying to uh, say or reach yeah. there? It's definitely been something that I've struggled with through the years. Is that my introduction in art was definitely through drawing, through you know, um, pencil to paper sort of work. And so my feeling about that drawing has always been a big part of how I think about art, how I think about making. Um, and it's it's always been something I've wanted to integrate more into my work. I struggle with it though because it definitely requires a different mode of thinking for me because my work is, is slow. The sculptural work is very slow because it requires a significant amount of of preparation and also engineering and, um, various, you know, various things that I have to do. And then the drawing is much more spontaneous in a lot of ways, right? You just, you can literally do it in that space immediately. Um, they do interact in the fact that I'm trying to say similar things. I'm trying to talk about similar things. Um, I don't know how well I've uh, been able to um, explain that in, in my work. You know, like I think that's always an effort for artists is like, especially when you're trying to work in two different mediums, Yeah, you're trying to say the similar stories in a different way. And, and I think I've struggled with that. I haven't always been successful in that. Um, but, you know, at, through the years, I've, I've definitely worked to try to close that gap. Um, maybe I could do more. I don't know. But the um, drawing is, is it has more of a, what when, when I draw, I try to create an effort where I don't, I use a, a pen so I can't erase. That's really important to me because I want the action to be one action. I don't want there to be any opportunity to go backwards, Um, because I think within that you you'll find uh, it's like a a I have this thing about the trapdoor, a creative trapdoor, where you set up these spaces where you deliberately have uh, mistakes sort of pre-planned in in your way and that will force you to work around them and it makes you much more creative i think and and in that drawing i've i've set the trap door of not allowing myself to erase anything so whenever there's a mistake which there always is because you always mess it up um, i have to figure out a way to fix that and i think that gives vibrancy and life to the work the drawing work it's harder to do that in sculpture because sculpture is obviously in three-dimensional space and it's defined by gravity and um you know it has to it has to hold it has to have a certain amount of um you know it has to be museum quality in a sense that it can't it has to hold up to light and temperature and you know all these other things so i can't yeah. be so so open and willy-nilly about it i wish i could and i try to I'm, I'm slowly getting better at interjecting that kind of things into the sculpture so
0: yeah yeah i um I uh, wanted to mention one thing um, in seeing, seeing your art kind of evoked, uh back to me when I was, um, I had traveled once in the past to um, the Czech Republic and there's yeah. this uh, bone ossuary church in Sedlitz, which is a yeah. Roman Catholic church. And so mm-hmm. I walked into it and I was like, and there's bone chandeliers and then amongst the walls and everything. And my, it was so fascinating to me because when i stepped in my fundamental question was i'm a new england roman cat i grew up new england roman catholic yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and i'm there i'm like uh how is the bone church a roman catholic church you know and um it was just so fascinating to me because it, it represented a com- maybe a completely different connection you know theologically spiritually and everywhere, where where you're actually worshiping was like mortality 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 bones you yeah know? yeah but, but yet the whatever within you know not getting into the, the religious part of it but what, what, what the, how that impacted the themes of anybody reflecting there i have i have no idea um, so it was you well, know it must
1: have been huge i mean if you think about going to like these ossuaries where you do see the bones of of your ancestors or you know, literally your own family members or whatever. You're going to be reflecting on your mortality all the time, right? Yeah. And you're going to be reflecting on the future that you have in heaven, let's say, you know, or or whatever your yeah. your second life. Um, you're going to be reflecting on that because of the obvious objects in front of you. It's very very tangible. I think it must yeah. be huge. You know. Yeah, that was probably it. I like was like, it
0: boom, and I'm like, yeah. How is this? Right I'm like, it. what am I supposed to do with it? Um. Yeah. You know, where's the frankincense in the robes? I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah.
1: It's definitely a little less, um, definitely a little bit less clean, clean slate sort <laughs> clean. of feeling of it, right?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that, well, um, one of the, one of the things, and uh, in, in, in part of this is for me, and. Uh, is is a separate question. I'm really interested in like when we're talking about the drawing and I know you've done painting and I even saw a a comment that you made about kind of like uh, reflected on the relationship that you have, you know, with painting and how you, um, you know, try to move that. One of the things I found as I've developed personally as an artist, you know, here and there moving into different forms. One of the things that has astounded me um, is that, I have completely different relationships with what I create in each form. Sure. Um, and uh, I, I found that, like for me, I, prior to moving into that, I had it in my head that I'm an artist, I'm gonna feel like an artist here, and I'm gonna feel like an artist here, but I have a very fun relationship with film. I have a very tortured relationship with painting. And you know, I just found that whatever it is that I'm trying to do, none of it was the same do you find your relationships with the ways that you i know you mentioned drawing and mm. with the installation but do you find a distinct relationship with the forms that you create
1: i think for me the work that's made is just a byproduct of the making so in a way they're they're all kind of the same i mean i struggle in different ways for each thing like obviously they, they present different challenges. Um, but if, if the, the really the, the like making of the art, the discovery that happens during it is really what I'm looking for. The end product just happens to exist. Um, and that's a good thing for me, obviously. I mean, you can make stuff and it'd be a total disaster and maybe you're not as satisfied, but when, when I have, when I work towards something, like if I have an idea and I say, "Oh, this idea is a drawing idea," and then I work towards it, and maybe I struggle, and I but I find little answers throughout that, and then I get to this end product that I'm like, "Oh, this is a tangible, nice thing that I am satisfied with." That gives me the exact same feeling as when I think I'm going to make this sculpture and I have this idea and I'm going to do the exact same process to get to there at the end, that feeling of discovery and that feeling that release of being able to say a little more clearly, what I'm trying to say in the world is exactly the same. Yeah. So the medium doesn't really matter. It's the experience that, that I'm looking for I get and you. the end result just happens to be different.
0: Yeah. Um, I asked you, Matt, about the, what art is, um, and one of the bigger questions I think artists deal with, um, but I think even right now, uh, you know, pandemic, social upheaval last two or three years, all this stuff. What's the role of art? Like, is is art still, you know, supposed to do the same thing for us
1: humans or is what's the role of art? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't you know I thought about this a lot like what is the role of art and um I don't I don't necessarily know from a social standpoint what the role of art is I think for from a personal standpoint the role of art acts as a way to see and understand myself more so the act of doing it gets me closer to myself and maybe gets me closer to that part of myself that I either don't want to see or can't see or can't understand. Um, helps me understand my own life more. Um, helps me understand the people around me more. Yeah. Um, helps me understand how I act with the people around me, you know, how I connect to those people. It, it, it becomes sort of uh, my cosm of the world in a way like if i if i start from nothing and i build an object through all of this ephemera or whatever you know things that i find and then i get to an end point it's it's it has its own little lifetime and in that little lifetime it's sort of like living a life completely. You know, it's like I can live a whole life right there and see where I went wrong, see the struggles, see the fears of failure, see the triumphs, you know, see where at the end it wasn't exactly as I imagined it, but maybe it's better, maybe it's worse. Um, Doing that over and over again, is really, it helped, it's helped me immensely. in just my everyday life, you know, getting through the world, I know I can imagine this life as being just a giant, end product of art you know when i'm 90 or whatever it's like that's the same thing as the end of a sculpture yep. and so in that sense it just for me the role of art is just to help me understand and teach myself how to be a better human being how to be more aware how to be more um, in touch with the people around me and myself and um, sort of understand my experience better
0: yeah, I, I I, really appreciate that. You know, I've been as a philosopher and as somebody who's, I've tried to develop my practice, I really connect with what you're saying as far as, you know, there's a certain amount of like navigating life either through the art or if you feel like completely, completely shitty and then you look at something beautiful and then like half an hour, you're like still smiling about it, like, hmm, that can't be bad. Like, yeah. you know, like totally, totally. You know, like, and I think,
1: I think that's that's also like what is you know this th- this uh, thing about art being having more or less value than anything else in the world. I think is totally wrong in a lot of in a lot of senses because everything has similar value. You know, art is an important thing, and I think it's often undervalued. But is it more valuable than a teacher, or is it more valuable than a nurse or it's not it's it's similar but it's not more or less valuable it's just a different thing and they have different roles you know so i don't i don't know i I think we often put art on this like grandiose scale but it's really just about it's just about getting closer to our experiences as humans than anything else
0: yeah, and I, th- I think that grandiose scale is something that comes up uh, a lot, and it, it does cause confusion around um, the questions, right? Because, you know, when we mentioned, like, uh, your answer for what is art, right? Somebody would answer what is art. Art is what's in a museum. Somebody could say that. Sure. Could say that, and and then I think a lot of people believe that. Right, and then there's this deference that, and, and it's fine, you know, if it's in the museum, it's been anointed or whatever, and there's whole sorts of, like, issues uh you know issues around that but i think when we what you're saying is like it's more like part of part of like life and it doesn't have to be uh uh granted i i think the when i ask these questions sometimes there's so much confusion because people like well i don't know about museums i don't know about um i don't know about uh klimt and i don't Mm -hmm. know this stuff and i've never been to the met and i think part of um both with like asking these questions like with philosophy and art is being like shit i didn't know what i was doing was art i didn't know like that that's what i was struggling with and um i think it can be helpful like to drop it down a tiny bit and be like you know
1: absolutely absolutely and you know that's kind of a little bit what i was trying to say before about the idea of like um growing up in a very really rural spot that is sort of separated from that culture is, is, you know, when, when I came to school, when I came to art school, I think I had a lot of, insec- I still have a lot of insecurities about art education and art knowledge. Um, and how, you know, I came and I was like, what do I have to say? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know anything about art. You know, mm-hmm. all my knowledge is like farm knowledge. I, you know, I saw cows get born or, you know, that sort of thing. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about is this idea that like art could be anything. Art could be the smallest experience in the world. And it could be the biggest experience in the world. You know, the atomic bomb could be art, but also, uh, you know, uh, a mouse dying could be art. You know, it's, there's these huge ranges, and they have their their value is it's the same anyway. And I think um, that takes a long time as artists to think about and to really consider because you want to be as honest as possible with your own experience. I think art to be good at art and to make good art is about really trying to be honest about your own experience. Yeah. And talking about exactly how you feel in the world—an honest assessment of how you feel—I think when you start putting it into the context of the bigger art story, it can be overwhelming, and you often might say things that are not uh, true to to your experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. When when you mentioned the 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 horror of the atomic bomb as art, I thought of. I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan. Uh, yeah. Twin Peaks season three, uh, episode eight. Um, you might be able to see the depiction of the atomic bomb <laughs> as art. Yeah, a, yeah. I have to slip in, to slip, slip in my uh, uh, footnote for my yeah. Twin Peaks friends um, yeah. uh, amongst us. And this David, is the particular Horse right? So. Yeah, <laughs> of course,
1: of course. A um, uh,
0: uh, couple more big questions, Matt. What or
1: who... Made you who you are. Um, I you know, my certainly my childhood I think informed me a lot. I I have a lot of siblings, like I said before. I grew up in a really rural area. We were fairly poor um, and isolated, and I think that affected me a lot—not um, always in good ways—but um, I think it definitely made me the way that I am and made me capable of doing some of the things that I do because I'm used to being alone. I'm used to being, um, I like being alone. I like long days in the studio by myself, ruminating on things. Um, partially because I spent a lot of time just wandering around by myself as a kid, ruminating on things, you know, trying to escape my household. And, um, so it kind of prepared me for doing what I do now, so I would say, yeah, I would say growing up where my my family life, my um childhood, where I grew up, all those things definitely made me who I am, and also I think that there is often this notion that an artist is like this um island upon themselves that they make amazing, you know, here's this genius and they make amazing things and they do all these things by themselves. But really it's like art is created in a community. There's no vacuum here. You know, part of what makes me able to do what I do is my partner, Madeline and like my friends around me who help me source materials or teach me their skills or, um, you know, give me cheap studio spaces or whatever like you know there's the gallery owners that help you have shows and there's um you know owners of businesses that encourage you to do things like this that's really important i think The the thing that makes me who i am now is this community that we live in um it it is it isn't i'm not just an island is what i'm trying to say like yeah i i would love to take all the credit for what i do but that's that would be that would be unfair. There's too many people who help me out um, to take all that credit. It really is about uh, the people around me, the family around me.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Matt. No, I love that. I love that. Okay. Uh, Here's the big fast while coming at you. Why is there something rather than nothing?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we're either telling a story in life, overhearing a story in life and it's like the 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 thing that's in the center of it all is the story the story always exists um so regardless there's always something it's just a matter of are we going to discuss the narrative ourselves are we going to interject into the narrative by telling the story that we want to tell or are we going to be reading the story that's told to us? It's mm-hmm. the story always exists. There's always something. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of how we, how we're part of the narrative. Are we the tellers mm-hmm. or are we the, the viewers? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe, and that fluctuates at all times, I think um, in different I, spaces, we were different people. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I think that's, you know, there's some, there's always something. I think it's just a matter of w- w- where we are in that and how we want to interact with it.
0: Yeah, I found in talking to artists about this, that word story yeah comes up a lot in this question. I would never have predicted it, like, in my head, conceptually yeah. before, but a lot of times um, it has to do with, the story or what we're saying or we're telling you and i right now or, yeah. or what you're trying to communicate with with it and um i i look i'm uh i love and have been obsessed with books since i could hold one you know yeah, and, yeah. Uh, stories are uh uh <laughs> i go there too <laughs> i go yeah there isn't too. that
1: i mean that's what we're seeking all the time in life with everything i mean you think about everything we do as people we're seeking stories, yeah. and I think our desire to understand the world in that way is so intense. It's so powerful. It's a, it's it's our whole motivation. We're always seeking stories, yeah. and telling stories, and wanting to tell our own story. And you know, making art is really about is about trying to tell your own story, explaining it because everyone's experience is so different. And so. Yeah we all have to figure out ways to like be better at telling our stories. And so it's like this constant struggle to say, oh, how can I do it better? How can I do it more clearly? How can I make it more honest? How can I tell my story more in a more concise way so that I can be understood a little more and I can understand others more? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I agree. I think a story is the key element of everything. It's, it's every part of our lives are a story.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Connecting with that. Hey, um, Matt, uh, I want. Uh, I I I enjoy your art. I enjoy this discussion. Um, I enjoy your the, the drawings, the installations, the things that you do. But I want uh, the listeners to enjoy and con. You know, come in contact with them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where 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 do where do folks where do folks go to to find you?
1: um i am on instagram it's at uh, matt hall art pdx um i have my website which is matt hall rpdx.com i some of my work can be seen at paxton gate and here in portland um i occasionally have things there i've done a lot of work for them um occasionally i have shows in galleries around town um i'm a, I'm a little bit on it on a stasis period now because of of the kids uh which is great but it definitely is like takes up a lot of art time yeah um but i'm i'm, I'm working back into it slowly but surely uh so when I'm, I'm hoping i have some things planned in the in the future so i'm hoping i can uh, carve out little spaces here and there to get to get more done but yeah 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 they could definitely check my instagram out that's probably the best place to see what i'm working on in any given day
0: yeah. And, and, you know, and part of it with the show as I'm sure you've seen Matt is that, you know, one of the things I've been proud of is to, to have a community around, you know, around artists and around, yeah. around questions, around philosophy, around questioning. And, you know, um, I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, the, as, as, as you go along, um, something rather than nothing listeners will, will definitely be hearing about the stuff that you and, and others have, um, others have done. But, um, I, uh, I just wanted to tell you, Matt, um, I, I've been really looking forward to this conversation. I think it's been uh, on its way for a little while yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. In, in the background, but we, we got there. And, uh, so I've been really excited to chat with you and I've really enjoyed, um, uh, the time I, 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 really look forward to the things that you create and, and, uh, wish you the best with, with, with your family. And if the art production goes down because you're (laughs) tending to the needs of the most uh, vulnerable mammal in the animal kingdom, the young yeah. human child, <laughs> it is okay if we have to wait a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> yeah. I tell my, I tell myself that too. It's sometimes it's hard, but I tell myself that it's
0: all right. Kids <laughs> no. have to eat lunch. <laughs> if we were mammals that produced children that just wandered off and hunted their own things, we'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: alas, <laughs> we're not.
0: So. Um, uh, Matt, uh, it's been a great pleasure. Uh, thank you for coming out to Something Yeah, than thanks nothing. for
1: having me, Ken. Thanks for having
0: yeah. me. Yeah, I look forward to uh, the wonderful things you, you create and uh, hope to hear more from you soon, brother.
1: Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Take care now. Okay, bye.
0: This is Something Rather Than Nothing.